I'm Spencer Scott Holmes. And I'm Ryan Donegan. And we're coming at you. Well, if you know what's weird, it's our big 550. I don't know if it's big, but it's necessarily we got 550 going on right now of the episodes. And I didn't really realize that until I was typing it in. I didn't realize that either. I guess you do reach that point. It must be like, oh, when it's another landmark. Toss that over the shoulder. Nothing like that. <laughs> but I mean, it's like after you get to like, say, 200 or 300, it's like, oh, another one of those. Cool. You know? And yeah. It's, yeah. It, the first, I think the first two or three, you're just kind of like, we got to do something special. Let's bring on all like our closest friends or let's try and have like a big focus. Like, oh, oh, it's here. Shit. I didn't, I didn't play anything. <laughs> Yeah, it's one of those ones. That, that's how I sort of feels like it's one of those ones that kind of comes. It's just like, oh, OK, it's, it's just another number now. You know, Pretty I much. guess it's just like when you start to get really old and you're like, yeah, it's like, oh, it's your 70th birthday. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. One of those things like that, you know, but. um, But yeah, how is your house's temperature since you got that funky like second story sitting in the blazing sun burning up? Because I know that's why we sort of switched our podcast time. Yeah, no, right now it's not too bad, mainly because I I learned kind of a little hack. I mean, at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, it's it, no, no avoiding it. But I perfect. this might be too much information. I got a fan pointed right at my balls. So that, that's that's the life hack to, to this. Otherwise, I don't know if I could be doing this right now. It's that but, kind of thing. As long as your balls are cool, the rest of your body is cool. It just self-regulates. Like there's that line in like Batman Begins when like he's like, Stop rubbing your chest. Your arms will take care of. And start rubbing, like, what was it like? Rub no, your chest. Rubbing. Rub your chest. Your arms will take care of yourself. It's kind of like keep your balls cool, detective. Your body will <laughs> take care of itself. Your balls will take care of themselves. Exactly. It's kind of Rachel like, uh, just pulls out like this like ice pack and just sticks it in his garage. He's like, yeah, that, that, that's what we do. He probably, you know, there had to be more training in that movie showed. I mean, he was probably there for. A couple of years it makes it seem like it, he was there for like two weeks but he was probably there for a couple of years so there's got to be things but that we did not see in that whole montage and that i'm guessing that had to be one of them you know yeah no definitely you know speaking of training like i don't know i was watching empire strikes back not that long ago and this is the one thing i think it's always kind of weird about that one when you think about it because they're doing the back and forth story after they leave hoth you know if I look at the Han Solo and Leia story, it feels like that happens in like maybe a maximum of like 72 hours, that whole thing. But if you're doing that, it's like, is that all that like Luke's he's he's training for Yoda for like, let's be honest, like maybe if he's lucky, 48 hours. <laughs> I'm not a Jedi master yet. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's the one thing I always think is kind of weird about that movie is because because they're trying to do that back and forth story thing, which I mean that's fine for playing it in a movie, but like when you think of it time wise, I, I like to at least assume that Luke is there for like you know at least a month. You know what I mean? That's still kind of half ass training. You know, shit. His dad went through ten years with uh, Obi Wan <laughs> Kenobi between Episode One and like two. Well, at least Yoda is like, I know who his dad is. So I have an idea of what to expect. Here we fucking go. It had to be a little bit of that going on, I think. So when he was leaving, he wasn't like both him and Obi-Wan weren't like, this is the only one. Dude, don't get in the X. Just don't. I mean, there we go. We've, we've done this shit before. We know how this goes, you know? Which then also makes it when like Luke's bitching, like it's like, feels like, man, it's just impossible. I can't do it. It's like, you've been working for like, you know, two hours on this. <laughs> like what's some time? Get some patience. You're a farmer. I thought you'd have more patience than this. 
He's like, I'll never be a Jedi. He kicks a rock or just a whole, like, just pouting in the corner. No, it's like, um. Kicks R2 over. <laughs> wow! It's because it looks like a kick of a trash can over. Yeah. I'm sorry, R2. There's like, um, that, that whole part, like, I guess with, with it all spaced out, it feels like it's, um, I mean, it does feel like it's a big rush. But at the same time, not a big rush. I guess more space. Like you can tell they're frantic and they're all in a rush. However, spaced out, it feels like more of a t- more normal time. But if you just watch all each of their stories, it is kind of like just. I guess that's a weird thing because that's my favorite Star Wars movie. But I'm not gonna lie, it is probably the most meandering. But I think that was yeah. probably different for the time when you think about how many movies really started off with like, here's our main cast. Now our main cast are going off in different directions, and shit does not go good. Yeah, yeah. No, it was, then it makes me wonder. It's like, okay, when they're parked, when like uh, Leia and Han are parked inside, like the the creature inside the um, the asteroid. Like then it's like, are they sitting there for like three weeks? Then like that. That's what I picture. Is like, is that where like that time goes on their end? It's like, yeah, we've really been hiding out. It's a good point. I mean, I guess in space, it's hard to tell what time it is. Like, what? Like, oh man, it's the morning. Look, you know, just drove by a fucking sun. Therefore, it's the morning now. You know. Um, yeah. Well, plus you're already yes. inside an asteroid, but you're inside a creature. But just the, the, far, to yeah. make up with like the Luke Skywalker time frame. Yeah, I guess that's the only way to really go off it. I don't know. I don't. It's been. I'll be honest. I kind of know that movie like the back of my hand, but it's been forever since I watched it. But it I is kind of like, like a little mini marathon not too long ago because I actually got like a Blu-ray copy of like the original theatrical versions. I'm, I'm thinking just about the whole like. Because, you know, you could say, I get, it's for the sake of a t- big, the biggest twist in all movies, but the whole thing of, like, you know, we could probably save a lot of trouble right now. Like, look, I'm not going to let them die. Let my father die. Like, ooh, dude. I can't, you know, just like, should we tell him yet? No, we not not yet. Not yet. Yeah, yeah. I think we might be yeah. making it worse, but really, like, just let him get his arm cut off. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's, we're in space. It's not that big of a deal. Just yeah, get a robot hand. A robot. It's even cooler. Yeah, exactly. You know, but uh, speaking of people losing their arms and so on like that, we just went out and saw the new Dragon Ball Z Super. I love how it's got it's got the most like Japanese style Dragon Ball Z Super Super Hero. Like literally, when I'm trying to type that in, it's like it's telling me that I'm spelling things wrong. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I I saw this. You saw the movie a little before me. I saw it yesterday, and you saw you saw it dubbed. I saw it subtitled. Correct. Yeah, exactly, because, like, on opening day at my theater, they didn't have the subtitle one yet. That came the next day. And they already had issues going on, which I've been noticing this has kind of been a trend. I think just uh, the movies, companies, slash the theaters are just, like, not getting the greatest communication between movies. Because, like, in about the last couple of months, there's been, a, there's been a handful of issues in the theater, you know. And I think what it is, because it's weird, because, you know, nowadays it's like they send it, like, a digital file. So you think that would be faster and easier, but you could just see people just going, like, Oh yeah, it's Thursday. Did you, did you send out that digital file to the theaters? Oh, oh yeah, it's okay. It's uploaded now. Like, dude, dude, you're up, you're updating your Xbox at the same time. Like, oh yeah, it's okay. We'll get to them in time. You know, because <laughs> this seems to happen a lot. And I mean, this happened when Jurassic Park uh, Six came out. There was literally, I was going to a showing where it was going to be Jurassic Park One and Jurassic Park Six. Well, Jurassic Park One couldn't get played inside and then you see like the there's like the boy comes out he's just like oh, 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 yeah, 
I'm trying, folks. I'm really trying up there. I can't figure it out. There's someone just like, just push play on the film reel. It's like, it's, it's not a film reel. I'm trying to get the file. Come. I'll be back. I'll be back. And then, like, you know, it's like a half an hour later. You're, everybody's sitting there. There's just some old lady being like, well, can I get a refund for the whole thing because of all the hassle going on right now? I love when the, I love it when boomers say, like, say hassle. Like, they yeah, have but that, to go. It has like, like, you're, like you're they're returning something. Like they're returning something. Like, oh, I'm sorry. You have to take this back to the location you bought it from. Well, that's all the way around town. Like, well, I'm sorry. That's the rules to go across town. And like, oh, I, I can't drop it off here either. This is such a hassle. Fucking hassle. <laughs> fucking sitting in a fucking chair in the dark, waiting to watch a fucking dinosaur <laughs> eat the guy from Seats Newman. What? Yeah, plus, you know, you're sitting there eating popcorn and drinking a big tall boy like soda. Like, you're literally, life can't get much better. <laughs> Let's be honest. I also like just the narrative of it being like, it's not whoever it's probably, I just like the idea of like, Hey, uh, Hey Tim. Yeah. Yeah. Look, um, we know you got social anxiety. We know you don't know this, this system that well, but Frank can't make it in today. So you're going to be have to want to do it. Like, Oh, okay. All right. I, I can, I think I can do that. Can you? Yeah. 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 There's a lot riding on this. It's not just Jurassic park six. It's also Jurassic park one. It's gonna be a lot of people, a lot of people mad if they can't watch this movie. But you're just, you're just being really. I don't think we gotta build it up like that. I mean, I'm sure he'll be fine. I just don't fuck it up. Like, oh, okay, okay. And then he gets there, like so much worse than what he could have imagined. And just that guy has to go out and be like, "Oh, sorry, folks, I'm doing my best." And there's always like two or three people just trying to take advantage of that. Just like, oh, this guy's nervous. He's weak. Now's the time to pounce. There's yeah, blood in the water. Exactly, you know, and then I almost want to say when I went to see the Brad Pitt bullet train movie, they also had kind of issues there. And of course, the boy at the counter, you know, he tells me he's like, oh, it's, you know what? Here's the thing. This is what's going to go down. He's like, we got the movie just in. So there's not going to be any trailers, not going to be previews. I hope you're OK up that. You're like, cool. That saves me a half an hour. I'm com- that, that kind of works for me. Not that I don't like seeing trailers, but sometimes trailers get out of hand. And um, but no, no, no. Go in there. And then you could tell once they start playing the previews. And the trailers, they're like, oh, they're having issues. So that's they're trying to buy the time now. But since the guy announced it at the beginning, now it just looks like he's an asshole. But if you just kind of look back at the at the like window, you just kind of see like the tops of heads and hands. Just see like this shit. Like <laughs> you see like just silhouettes of like just tops of heads and hands just flailing like like if you were ironing like, out it was actually get projected on the screen like they were standing in front of the projector so it looked like just some shadow puppet like story going some sound goes out for a second the other guy at some point then there's this like feud in a fight and then it's almost like you see the guys like taking the other guy down like <gasps> like he just got his first kill <laughs> <laughs> he's like carrying the body, dragging it across Metal Gear Solid style, stuffing it in some locker. But like, man, there's a lot of detail coming out of that window. That old bitch is still sitting there, arms crossed, like yeah. I'm still waiting on Jurassic Park One. God damn it! You know the sad part of it is they didn't play Jurassic Park One. The guy comes up, it's like, sorry, I just can't get it. You know, Universal's just being a dick right now. So uh, is it okay if we just play number six? It's okay to play number six. And I guess for me, I'm like. I guess I've seen Jurassic Park six times in the theaters already. I mean, I wanted a seventh one, but you know what I mean? I feel like I'm like Lee Haney going in like, you know, I, I kind of wanted to outbeat Arnold Schwarzenegger's, you know, win Mr. Olympia. But, um, <laughs> you know, uh, 
Uh, okay, whatever. It'll come another time. Yeah, I mean, no, I want people who are just clicking on this just for the sake of Dragon Ball. Like, get the fucking Dragon Ball already. But uh, <laughs> on on that note, there is something about just I'm just thinking about that poor booth, that poor boy in the booth. There is something about people like the second they sense, like not everybody, but some people, the second they sense that someone's new or nervous, yeah. it's like they just like, what can I get a discount? Those guys can give me a discount. They immediately, like, there's this weird primal thing that kicks in. And I, I remember like, you know, when I first moved to San Francisco and started my job there, I was like the fear of losing the job and not being able to pay for the apartment was really real for the first month or two. So I was just like, oh, hey, guys, one second. I just got to check things with my supervisor. Yeah, well, uh, we think we should get a discount. We should get a, the second you drop the thing, of like, hey, yeah, what do you want? No, it's not happening. What? All no, that, oh, oh, well, what do you mean? It goes away. It's like, that's like oh, this usually works. Well, why is it not working no more? Well, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, and then we can go across to... the street. We'll go across the street. Oh. Yeah, a, by all means, go buy a bike yourself. Jesus Christ. <laughs> but, um. By the time it got to Dragon Ball, like, because I saw the second showing of the day. When I get there, I see my buddy Alex is outside. And he's like, oh, yeah, I've been here since 530. Like, uh, and our, the next showing was 750. He's like, yeah, the, the first one they couldn't get running. So, like, we're just all now waiting for, like, the 750 showing. <laughs> so and then when I get the, in there, or, what, what are you going to say? Well, so it's like the next showing is just going on to check out the, the following show. And so you just got people sitting in each other's laps for the. <laughs> this yeah, well, well, like that's like how it kind of made me like, hmm, there's got to be some math because nowadays it's like everything's reserved seats. There's no such thing as just free ball in the, in the theater anymore, you know? So, but like, it's weird because then we get up there, get to the counter, and the boys like, okay, we got the file going. It's going to be no previews. It's going to be no ads. It's just going to we're going to roll with it. It's going to be awesome. This guy feels confident. So I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I'm going to say me. All I think about is like, good. That means I get home at an earlier time. I'm like, I'm kind of, that's fine. Get in there. 750 comes up. Screen's still black. Okay, okay. I mean, kind of, kind of, got to expect this. Next thing you know, the the pre-ads start rolling. I'm like, they're biting time again. Been here before. I've seen this. I've seen this. I've seen this. Pre-ads go for a while. Then trailers start rolling. I'm just like, Okay, I mean, I mean, whatever, whatever, you know. I mean, just the boy promised, but that's okay. I, I get it. Downloading digital files can be tough, you know. You know, I, I kind of, I mean, like, I, I know it's like one of those ones. There's, there's, there's like, like any job. There's definitely more issues going on than like one person would know, and it's not like you know. But there is that thing where you're like, it's not like you're putting together a film reel up there, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I still gotta get it, and it's like, God, yeah, okay, well, and now the movie started at like eight forty, and we just got like three likes. There's like they've now crammed like three screenings of people into one now because it's like the only one they could get going. I just like the idea of it being like, <laughs> there's got to be like, you know, that's old man Jasper. Who's old man Jasper? He's the only one. He's the only one that knows how to work the old fashioned like projectors. <laughs> Hey, you kids like it digital. It ain't like it used to be. Trust me. Projectors are the only thing to go. This machine right here, she lets you know when she's happy. She lets you know when she needs trouble. You just got to listen and you got to respect it. This computer, they got to mind their own. I've seen that Terminator shit. I, I was the one. I projected all three movies. Yeah. Tell, don't don't tell. All right. Oh, yeah, Jasper, we, we know, but time we can teach you how to do like the, the digital thing fuck you give me my golden watch i'm out and then like all oh, this shit's happening like oh he's he's a fossil we don't need him no son this is happening there's old jasper sitting in the back being like 
I try to tell him. Has he ever left this room before? No, he's been he's been literally <laughs> retired in here for thirty years. It'd be funny if he's like he's like, I'll get it working for you, but it's a digital file. Boy, don't you second guess me. <laughs> he's up there, he's all converting the digital file into film, just like on the spot. I was 45 when I first projected Taxi Driver, all right? <laughs> I know what I'm doing. I'll, I'll get it running for you guys. You don't worry about that. I don't worry about you. <laughs> <laughs> I even forgot you're here. <laughs> go go to this movie. Go to the, the thing at hand. Um, I'll say, like, anime, There's I know it's a big, like, most people usually prefer subtitles. Um, I can kind of go either way. It depends on the anime for me. Mm-hmm. Dragon Ball is one of the few I prefer the dub just because those are the voices I imagine. The going back, I've just heard those voices for so long, and it's mostly yeah. the same cast over the last thirty years. So that's what ultimately comes to mind. Though I, even though I saw the subtitle one, it didn't bother me. I was still able to still was able to feel like Dragon Ball and all that. I'm not one of those people like, it's going too fast. I, was able to <laughs> I mean, oh, how, yeah. how, even though I, I like this movie, but how much plot is there really at the end yeah. of the day? It's not like, oh, fuck, I, I feel lost. What's happening? You know? Oh, yeah, no, it's totally an action back one. Actually, really quickly, there's one thing I wanted to add to that projector thing because it took me a split second to think about it. But it always reminds me of like when I have to take my, because I have a manual car. So like if I ever go to like any valet parking, this like one of my favorite things when they, they see it and they go, oh, it's a manual car or something like that i remember like at the hospital there was like literally like eight people but none of them could drive a manual car they literally bring this lady out like like literally it felt like they brought her out of retirement this like 80 year old lady came like i can handle it out out (laughs) of the way kids (laughs) but that's like everywhere i go i I love that part because i like like if i have to valet park something it's like yeah by all means you'll figure it out you know you just see the boys like which it feels like, like, how do you get a valet job without knowing how to drive a manual? I mean, I know that like that's probably only like two percent of the cars that ever show up anymore, but still. They told this. this they warned me about this in my first day of training. Now you you might get a manual, but let's be honest, you're probably not going to get a manual. So <laughs> here, hold on to this pat this pamphlet if you do. Go off that. Then he's just like, where the fuck's the pamphlet? Yeah, exactly. But my favorite part is they always have to bring out like the like literally the oldest person that probably works there comes out. They always have to do that. Like, I don't think half the time it's even somebody who is a valet driver. I think they just make a call to everybody. Like, does anybody know how to drive a manual? Uh, does anybody know how to drive a manual? <laughs> they just have, like, the red phone they pick up. They're just like, hey, someone needs to come in out of retirement. And just, like, all of a sudden, like, a Meals on Wheels van rolls up. And the like, old person gets out, back in black is playing. Exactly. Give me the keys, like, son. Like, does this person work for Meals on Wheels? No, they get deliveries. <laughs> <laughs> they, they just overheard the call it, it, it picked up on their hearing aid <laughs> but um but yeah From the but, keys yeah. their arm breaks when they catch it <laughs> just goes over catches it and then goes backwards over like it weighs too much <laughs> breaks their back good thing we're in a hospital yeah well we're already here all right we'll have to call another valet sorry <laughs> yeah exactly but um yeah going back to dragon ball like i got the dub version and now, Ranta Dragon Ball is like one of those ones. I, I feel like I kind of go back and forth on dub and subtitles. It's generally if I don't like the if the dub's kind of crappy, then I definitely want the subtitles. If it's a live action movie, I definitely want the subtitles. And unless Singer. it's like Italian ones, mostly you can't get it that way. They just that's just kind of how they're made. But um, you know, so I had the dub. So you do kind of get even though I think some of the voices have sort of changed as time goes on. Because some of them that like, I mean, maybe Bulma is the same, but Bulma's voice feels different like nowadays than it used to. 
Bulma, I know Goku yeah. and Piccolo and Vegeta and all those guys are generally all the same. Frieza's voice changed. I want to say now they're going with the voice actor from uh, Kai. Because it wants to be like, it is I, Frieza, to being kind of more of like a pompous, kind of poshy kind of voice. Yeah. Now. Frieza's not even in this movie. Um, I'll say I appreciate this movie because... I feel like after a while, Dragon Ball as a franchise overall mm-hmm. kind of disregards anybody who is not Goku or Vegeta. Yeah, kind of everybody eventually, everybody else gets the bench. And there was a period where it's like, okay, cool. Trunks had a moment. This character had a moment. Um, but basically ever since like, ever since like Majin Buu, I feel like anybody else gets pushed aside and what's the point you know now what i've seen of super i I gotta get back to watching super i was enjoying it but Mm -hmm. i'm told that they do things like oh well krillin they actually make krillin the tactician so there you see there's a reason for him to be there and they expand on tn and they acknowledge yamcha as a joke but you know poor poor yon they they, they kind of like go ahead I always feel bad for Yamcha because that's like one of my favorite characters. And I feel that's always kind of the, the Dragon Ball Z issue is that they don't utilize the non-Sand characters very well. Well, there's even, there's apparently, I, I have not, I got to get further into it, but there's an episode in um, Super that James was telling me about, and I actually looked up clips of it, it was pretty funny. They're playing baseball. Mm-hmm. The, 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 like, the main cast, including Beerus and Wheeze and all them, we're all playing baseball together, and nobody has the patience or the ability, and or people are too powerful, and they're just kind of like, they keep fucking up, and Yamcha, he, he's going for a ball, it's, he's going for a, a base at some point, he makes it, but someone throws a blast down, and then they show, it's, it, it's literally the same position, but his hands on the base of when he blew up, like, from the Cybermen, <laughs> same position, and, like, and, like, Vegeta's like, I've seen this before, you know, so, it's like, like, well, Yamcha won, Yamcha's the only one that got a base, so I guess we win because of Yamcha, you know, yeah. so, the sh- at least they're acknowledging that, and, um, this movie, I, I, it's really, they say it's a Gohan Piccolo movie. It's more of a Piccolo movie than anything. Yeah, realistic, because Gohan's actually not really in it very much until the end, you know. Uh, and I think that's almost like the best part of the movie is the fact that it, it like it focuses on Piccolo because Piccolo's always the guy. He always feels like he's kind of like this. He's been like the C character forever. Like he's there, but he never is able to be. He's he's the guy who holds things off until Goku gets there or somebody more powerful. He always feels like the like like that, and it's just like. It's always been kind of a bummer because I felt like Piccolo's always in the back and it's always like he's just always two steps behind everybody else. Like he'll get more powerful and then somebody else will get way more powerful than him. And then he has to go absorb somebody else. And it's like after a while, he's literally absorbed his entire race practically. So surprised it's not at the end of the day. He's like sneaking into like Dende's room. He's like just trying to absorb him in the middle of the night. I need the fucking power! Power! <laughs> he's creating his own genocide. <laughs> just absorbing everybody you know but so i think in this one it's cool that one piccolo gets to be the main character two he actually gets to be super powerful they finally i think just that orange piccolo thing it's like good there you go Figure, th- that's a perfect way to get keep piccolo in the game and keep him just as powerful as everybody else orange chad piccolo he just gets a lot more stockier has like a piccolo with like a fucking jawline (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly i thought that was so cool you know well it's it's also one of those things where um it's 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 a weird what this feels like um an equivalent to it's not this it's not the same story obviously 
it feels something kind of like if you took the Garlic Jr. saga and you made that a movie. It mm-hmm. feels kind of like that, where at a first, well, I mean, this actually does maybe have a lot, if they, if they they will, I'm assuming they'll continue doing Dragon Ball stuff, but um, this does have long-term, um, long-term um, effects on the overall series because, you know, Piccolo has a new form, and then they also bring in, like, Gohan's back in the game, and they acknowledge how Gohan's almost becoming his dad, but in the op- in a different kind of way to a certain yeah. extent. And then, um, which I think they could have elaborated on. And then they also, like, the big thing at the very end, and we don't even see it, well, we see the end of it, but Vegeta finally beats Goku, and it's a, it's a post-credit scene at the end. Like, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, no, it's just like they just—they technically just tucker each other out, and all it really is is more that uh, Goku just goes down before Vegeta, like two seconds beforehand. You know, it's one of those ones. Like they technically both got—they all got like a double KO realistically, but just because Goku fell first. Yeah, and I—I I thought so. I think that this there's things I think this movie could have done more, but I overall liked it, you know. And I think I like the little—it's not Broly. We'll get that out of the way. It's not Broly. Yeah, Broly. That one's. That that one's super good, you know, to the max. You know, I think one of the things that kind of there's a couple of things that kind of get this movie. Even though overall I really enjoyed it, it's like it does have the kind of like they they go a little bit too hardcore on that that CG animation instead this time. So it looks like it's literally like animated like an almost like anime studio because it has like that vector looking graphics the whole time, you know. So it's got that weird thing of it looks like an extremely good looking like internet cartoon like or extremely good looking Newgrounds cartoon that's almost like how it looks instead of having like traditional 2D animation which it's but, Dragon Ball it's one of the most profitable things out there so I'm surprised with this style of animation yeah and I know that the Broly one had some of that kind of animation in it but it like it still kind of was like at least a mixed match between like traditional animation and CG animation and as I said like because at first I've seen in like the credits I'm like oh okay this is just going to be like an intro credits kind of scene they're just going to use it for like a flying around thing and then it's like oh oh no 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 they're uh, sticking with this kind of animation I guess you know and it almost at first it's kind of that thing it's almost like remember like when Bear- Beware the Batman came out and it took about a couple episodes to sort of get used to that look of the CG animation but then once you kind of got used to it you're like oh okay whatever I'm fine with it now whatever yeah that kind of happened with me I mean it's also a lot of times that animation that like cell shaded vector animation thing it's kind of like if you freeze frame it, it looks just like a really well done like screenshot of like a mm-hmm. traditional anime. But then you see a move and like, oh, that's where it is. Okay. <clears throat> the moving's yeah. the uncanny part, I think. And I think there are there are moments where I kind of forgot that I was watching that, but there are moments where it's very obvious I was watching that. So mm-hmm. it's it's kind of like, um, yeah, because I feel like they utilize the three D cel shaded thing in moments of Broly, but it wasn't the whole thing. Yeah, it, it felt like just to get a certain shot, like a spinning shot or something like that, they used it, but then not there. Well, this one they do here, and I feel like that's kind of going to be the the thing about this movie. Then who knows? This could be the new style from this point on. Probably because when, whenever I see this, I always feel like it's it's like, hey, this this cuts down on you know time, effort, employees, all that kind of stuff. I always feel like that's why they go with this kind of style, you know. Yeah. And well, it I just don't... makes because it's like you know one of the toughest things for like 2D animation is to do a a spinning shot <clears throat> slash you know a fast moving like if it's kind of flowing that's like you know what I mean like that because you got to draw every single thing like that so I know that by doing it in 3D you 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 eliminate that completely because I almost think that this movie's one of those ones where all these characters it's just like they just make 3D models of them and that's it once it's that there they just have animators like literally rig and move them that way 
I also feel like this might be a test. I'm, I'm not sure if they're continuing Dragon Ball, like during the Star Trek thing, just continuing Dragon Ball through movies, or if it's getting a new, um, well, I guess now there's a new Star Trek show or whatever, but you know what I mean? Yeah, there's like um, four of them. Yeah. <laughs> but like, there's that period where it was only just like, we're going to continue it, but it's going to be through movies. I'm not sure if they're doing that with Dragon Ball, or if they're just mm-hmm. going to be having a new Dragon Ball Super Show or Dragon Ball something else, like in a year or two. Um that said, I think this is meant to be kind of like, a, let's test the waters. Let's see if we can get away with this. And rather than focus on Goku and Vegeta, let's go on go on and Piccolo. And the thing I, I thought was interesting, because I do feel like it's obvious, ever since Cell Saga, Gohan has kind of taken a backseat. And then he is the main character for a little while until Goku gets back and they imagine Boo. And there's that moment where they tease you and they make you think, like, wait a minute. Like, Goku, Gohan's the last line of defense against Majin Buu. Then he fucks up because he gets mm. overly confident. And then we have to call in Goku and Vegeta again. So I, I feel like that, and they, they've acknowledged, like, yeah, he's just more, he's not a fighter anymore. And I, the idea of him just kind of, like, becoming like his dad, where he's so, rather than focusing on his training, he's just focused on work. I think mm-hmm. that was an interesting thing, but they didn't really acknowledge it that much. Piccolo acknowledges it. But... <laughs> well, I, I love how Piccolo shows up and he like literally comes out like, 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 almost like if you had a friend who kind of started changing into something else, and Piccolo yeah. shows up at like the side window, like knock on it. Hey, hey, go on. You want to come out and train? No, no, <laughs> I'm, I'm working here on science. Well, that's fucking stupid. Come on, let's go out and train like the good old days. Come on, you don't need. What are you gonna need reading for when you got a good fist to punch in the face? Yeah. Well, there's even that thing. It's like I'm, I, I was expecting that thing with bugs that turn gold. I was expecting that to come back around in some way. Like, no, we just found bugs that glow. Like, that's fucking nerd shit, you know. And they just, I, I do like. If there's something I really like about this movie, it's the expansion on Piccolo because you see he's still out there training, and he has like a smartphone, and when he holds it, it's just the small details, like. Because Dragon Ball is all about the fighting, all about the action and cool character design, really. Yeah. It's the small details they do with Piccolo here and there. Like, when he holds the phone, people watching can see this, but he holds it kind of like this. Like, he doesn't really <laughs> trust it. Like, he doesn't know what to do. Like, just holding on the top with two fingers, like he's grossed out, like he's picked up a bag of dog shit or something. And, and, and I love then, how he just, like, leaves it in the house, too. Like, and then it's like, he hears that from, like, way off the distance, like, Ugh. And then, like he's got a good relationship with his with go with a uh, pan go gohan's daughter which i thought they did a good job with her because i thought like is she gonna be annoying like she is in gt like oh no she she's cool in this and yeah. then well she's only like and, two years old or three years old she is but she just that she's hyperactive and she just wants to fight and she wants she's like uncle uncle piccolo all that kind of stuff i just thought that was really cute and then, I, I also just love how they like they're just kind of like you know piccolo doesn't care about money so we don't have to pay him for like you know he could just raise the kid for us practically and then you see the size of that house they can't afford a nanny what the fuck you telling me you know <laughs> yeah that's what i mean like like, they, like yeah that house is like ridiculous and then like yeah piccolo's just off like hobo and it though like surprise Bedell's like uh gohan you want to leave it with that that weird green hobo guy that you know just comes around and he doesn't even come through the front door he just goes to like the window he does the carissa explain it's all minus the ladder yeah <laughs> um he was like um the whole thing is he like i just like that part because he just like 
all right, Piccolo, we'll buy you a nice lunch. Like, how many times do I have to tell you I don't eat? All I drink is water. We'll get you another plushie. He just looks at the corner. There's like a big corner and like fill of plushies. Like, and he's just kind of, why? Why do they think I like plushies? Why? I didn't the like thing, the first one. But the thing is, even though he doesn't like them, even though he doesn't want them, because he's Piccolo and he has a sense of honor and because he kind of looks at Gohan as his son, he's like, I'll keep him. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he's got all that stuff. And Videl's just kind of like, kind of almost like clueless to what, who Piccolo really is. Just, I think she just thinks of him as like, Hey, it's for, I feel like because of her dad, her dad's like the kind of person who would take his full advantage of like free labor. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <definitely. I> mean? <laughs> so I feel like it's probably rubbed up a bit on Videl. Exactly. Never turn down a good deal, Videl. Never. <laughs> just ask yourself, what would Satan do? Yeah. Satan, me and your dad, not the other Satan. Him too, but if he's got a good deal, well, sell that soul right away. <laughs> sell it, you know what I mean? Money now is better than money later. <laughs> What'd you think of all the Red, Red Ribbon Army stuff? Well, it's kind of cool because, like, they sort of... I love how also in the movie, like, at least in the dub version, because who knows if the dub and subtitle it has any different kind of language, but it's just like... When they when they went to go talk about the Red Ribbon Army because they have some kind of catch of things, they're like, "Well, some of you old folks sitting there in the audience may know who we're going to be talking about next, so you youngins, listen up." It was just like, "Wow, that sure made me feel kind of old," <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, for the for the folks that are about three generations ago, you're, you're going to understand what we're talking about here. For you little like eight year olds sitting there in the audience, oh, well, let's be honest, you- luck. Your dad dragged you to this. Let's not bullshit. <laughs> yeah, let's not, yeah. You want to go see something else, you know. You want to see some My Hero Academia or something like that. But you're here at Dragon Ball because, you know what? You need to be taught to be a man. It's funny you bring you say My Hero Academia because the theater I go to, it's actually pretty good about showing if like one of these newer, more popular anime movies comes out, like My Hero Academia or Jiu-Jitsu, whatever that one's called. Um or Dragon Ball, they yeah. always have a screening. And um, when I went, when I printed my ticket out, a little kiosk thing, one part of it said Dragon Ball, one part of it said My Hero Academia. And I was like, wait, is there another, is there a My Hero, was there a My Hero Academia movie playing here? And I just messed up. Or did somebody just like, same fucking thing, just leave it on ticket. It's a typo. And I'll just double check with somebody. I'm seeing Dragon Ball, right? This isn't a hero. This isn't a ticket to my hero at academia movie or anything. <laughs> the guy's like, oh, just yeah. like, I don't know. You'll, you'll find out once the movie starts rolling. Yeah. <laughs> well, that puts a lot of confidence in there. Is there a lot of yelling and punching? Oh, same thing. That the, the theater is ran by a bunch of Zoomers. So they, they, they look like they would know the difference, probably. That's like I remember one time when I went to go see a Studio Ghibli movie in theaters, and it starts rolling and it goes through all the trailers and everything like that. I, I want to say literally when the movie started, like the, the 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 credit roll of Star Wars started coming down because I think it might have been right when Force Awakens came out. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was just like one of those ones there was like what, and then also it's like oh, oh my bad my bad wrong wrong movie clip oh, we'll, we'll change it right over. <laughs> But, Sounds uh, like fucking Regal Stadium. That's not 10. Regal that did that. That was, oh, was uh, okay. that was uh, uh, AMC. Okay, well, fuck. But um, 
but yeah, just one of those ones, just some of that. I, it is kind of nice though that we finally are like, I feel like this is like, this is like what our generation's finally like accomplished. Like, yes, we finally got anime movies to be predominant in theaters now. You could generally go to any theater and at least be able to see a few anime movies. It's a work in progress, but it's getting there. I think, well, it's a couple of things because kids, and I say kids as in like people in their like late teens, early 20s, are fine with anime. Uh, it's not like, a, I mean, it's somewhat niche, niche, but not as much as we used to. I mean, I I drove past like the, um, there's a sandwich shop I like that's not too far from, from like a university in Santa Rosa. And a bunch of college kids walking by, ranging from typical otaku types to, you know, hot punk rock girl and they all had mm-hmm. a lot of them had like my hero academia or attack on titan t-shirts or something like that so I'm like yeah i mean i know that i know it's more popular than it was when we were kids but at the same time it's kind of like you know we're, we're probably not far off from like um just a normal anime movie coming to theaters it doesn't have to have some big like ip attached to it or something yeah i mean it that still might be a, like a little bit off because that's still even hard for foreign movies to come to theaters because of that. But um, at some point, I feel like it's it's making progress like every single day, and I think that's just the cool part. I mean, even this Dragon Ball, but this movie made more money than that Idris Elba movie. Yeah, well, this that's the thing that all these whenever like these um, whenever <clears throat> like an anime movie like a a uh, Demon Slayer movie or whatever comes out. Mm-hmm. The, there's always like people who are experts on like the box office projections and all that. Surprisingly, some Japanese cartoon fucking beat like a bunch of other movies. Isn't that fucking weird? Like, look at what teenagers look at the shit they're into, and also ask yourself who has the most uh, exp- like expendable income. You know, so yeah, just, well, like, even nowadays the thing is, Dragon Ball is like it, the, the age range of it's gotten pretty far, so it's like one of those ones like. You know, like cause that's, that's actually one of the few shows that really kind of like literally like it's almost like I feel like, you know, you know, from 40 on backwards, you know, there's Dragon Ball fans like all the way around. Yeah. You know what I mean? And in Japan, even probably farther up, you know, 60 on backwards and so on, you know, and I think that's just the thing is that like it keeps it, and it rolls over. It's almost like that one. It's like it's kind of like the new show that like like a man can show to like his son and be like it's a father-son bonding moment you know what i mean like i feel like that's what the show is going to really become because i mean that's literally what the story's kind of is it's literally like you don't think about it, but it's like it's grandpa son and you know grandson like that's pretty much what these stories all kind of are it's, it's like a generation of like sharing like you know the fighting knowledge and so on it <clears> is that at the end of the day and um i do i know a lot of people who have kids and try to get their kids into dragon ball and sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't yeah, because so, 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 imagine this kid's like, "You're so lame, Dad. You watch cartoons. You're trying to trying to solve problems through fighting. It's lame. It's so like, old fashioned." No, not not always the case, but I think that there's just something about um, I, I don't know, just Dragon Ball. I think that it, I think also it coming to America kind of late gave it that gust of second wind, really, because. You know, mm-hmm. came to America. We were we relate to it, and that rejuvenated rejuvenated. Well, we got it in '97 for that. That's like the initial American launch, and most people, you know, didn't even know about it. it like Dragon Ball, I remember because it like it took a moment for it to get popular. Because I remember like watching it right when it came on Toonami. Because actually, technically, Kyle is the one who watches. Like, did you see the show Dragon Ball Z yesterday? And then it was just like, oh, okay, I gotta check that out now. And then I remember like it was one of those ones, you know, like 
you know, a handful of people I knew watch it and didn't think much of it, but it was like, it had like a real big resurgence, like in 2001 and two. I remember people getting like hardcore into it. I'm like, did you not, not been, have you ever not been watching it since like 97? Where the hell were you guys? But like, I guess a lot of people just missed out on it. Maybe they just didn't have Cartoon Network or something like that, or they didn't have Viz Media. Yeah, well, I remember it was probably the second anime I really got into. And um, even though Pokemon's fallen by the wayside, Dragon Ball has it. I mean, it's probably not my, it's not my favorite anime like it probably once was, but I still really like it a lot. But yeah. and this movie, this movie, if you don't like Dragon Ball, it's not going to change your mind. But for, yeah. I think, longtime fans, I feel like some people don't like it because of the the way they made it and maybe just the maybe lack of Goku or Vegeta. But I'm, I'm happy they kind of gave Goku and Vegeta <clears throat> the, the bench. They're in there for like one scene and then a post credit scene. And the one thing is, I think this movie could have focused a little bit more on, like, because I feel like they're kind of repeating information, and there's too much of Go of Piccolo going back and forth, spying on these guys, leaving, getting into a quick fight for a second, then letting things unfold till we get to the end. Um, mm-hmm. I think it could have been a little bit more of like mission or goal oriented, you know? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It definitely could have been, and so on like that. And I really think anybody who's a pure Dragon Ball fan, they like the idea that Piccolo's kind of there. I feel like the only people is like, if you just started watching Dragon Ball like a week ago, and then you saw that Goku wasn't in it, you'd be like, what? I thought he was the main character. That, I think that's the only person who'd be bitching about that, is somebody who just got into Dragon Ball. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think any, anybody who's a hardcore fan, I, I think, would be like, oh, no, this is actually the coolest thing that they made Piccolo, you know. Of, you know, a big character and so on. But I will say that is, that is kind of, because I will say, even in like, the last couple of movies, like, you know, the Frieza one, Broly, and everything like that. Sometimes these movies, for like the first twenty minutes, start off a little bit retarded, like you know, like in a sense where like you're kind of like a barbecue or a birthday or something. Yeah, like something a little too slapsticky, you know. And it's like one of those ones. I know Dragon Ball's always had comedy in it, but I definitely think it sometimes it goes a little bit like kind of extreme on it, you know. And then like you know, it's like because you got the villains in this one, and you got um Doctor Jero's like grandson or whatever, and he's just this like he he looks like Pugsley. From Adam's he family, but he's just so this like ugly. fat little guy who's into like superheroes. And it might, you know what this reminds me of? It might be like that Japanese. Okay, you know how like in the early 2000s, Americans are like, we're, we're losing the kids to the anime. What do we gotta do? Disguise Teen Titans as an anime. That's the only thing we can do. That's how we're <laughs> gonna get them back in. For some reason, this feels like this one where like Japan's going, we're losing the kids to superheroes again. How are we gonna fix this? Dragon Ball Z, disguise it with, put, put some superhero stuff in there. We'll get them back in. My Hero Academia too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So they're, they're doing that. So you got the, you know, the fat little Jero kid and he's just like, he's, you know, child genius. He's inventing robots just like his father, working on all kinds of stuff. And I love how like there's like, um, you know, Captain Red from the Red Ribbon Army is like, I think, is it his grandson or just his regular son? Maybe it's just his regular son. I think uh, it might be his son or yeah. We, we got so much lineage going Magenta here. Magenta or whatever. Yeah, well, it's funny. They're like Ryan in the van. He's like, he's like, hey, I'll work you over. Hey, you little fatty. Here's some Oreos. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's just like and then like he's like well he finishes like the stack of oreos just like well you know i'm not too sure if i want to work for the red ribbon army he's like that's okay fetty have some more oreos well if that's the case santa and then it's even got like scenes where it shows me he's like scraping off the oreo like cream and eating them slow and stuff and just really getting into it and then there's a weird scene that happens where like they get like into the car shuffles and all of a sudden there's just this upward camera shot of like the fat kid's crotch and then the upward camera shot of like magenta's crotch and it's just like especially when it's in theaters i think it makes it if you would have watched it at home you would have been like oh that's kind of weird but when you're in theaters you're like jesus 
It's the part when the car's spinning around or whatever. Yeah, it's just like this giant crotch shot of like a 14-year-old boy and a, like a 62-year-old man, just like a really bizarre, maybe not that old, you know, 52-year-old man. Maybe I misread it, but I think I saw like in the subtitle version, it said he was like 24. Oh, the kid now? Maybe I misread something. But maybe I, it was. Well, because maybe it, when, when I think 16, I kept thinking because that's like when they, you know, when they're going through his history and so on. To be on fair, like he looks he looks like a little kid. He looks like uh like he just got he just got like um because I thought he's supposed to be just like school. child genius kind of guy, but that probably makes more sense. I mean, let's be honest, that's still a kid, twenty six years old. <laughs> yeah. Um. All that said, though, like I found myself kind of liking that character. I mean, he probably couldn't run a whole movie or anything, but at the end of the yeah. day, I found myself like, well, he's he's a character, even though he's the grandson of Dr. Jero, he still has this, um, he, he, he likes superheroes enough to where he just wants to create superheroes, but he doesn't, he doesn't want them to do like villainous things. He's just, it's just kind of a means to an end working with red ribbon. And when they decide they're going to go kidnap some kidnap pan, he's like, I didn't create them for this. And he gets a little bit kind of like, mm, but like means to an end, we'll get, we'll work through this. And he kind of starts to step in at some point. And also the point he's, He's so like thought ahead of everything that he can like take a, a gunshot and survive. Yeah, because he, you know, he, you know, with all his inventions, you know, he's got like super strong skin and all kinds of stuff like that. And then with like the couple, like, because he creates this one and two kind of superhero android robot things. And see, this is probably where it's different with the subtitled version is the the two. They did that thing. They're like, hey, that's not the Hedgehog movie's popular. Can we just get somebody to do that Sonic voice for two? But if it's is not it really Roger that... Craig Smith, that'd be crazy if it is. <laughs> no, it's not. But um, it's literally that thing where it's just like um, like well, no, the Sonic the movie. Um... Oh yeah, I know. But like that kind of like I want. I'm just thinking because Roger Craig Smith does do anime and voiceovers, so that'd be interesting if he happened to voice these guys. Like, just do Sonic. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Is like, so it's just got the Sonic the Hedgehog movie voice, but it like it's like that works for the movie. That doesn't really for other characters. That can be really annoying. That voice, I guess that's well, sort of, it's almost kind of the Ryan Reynolds sort of acting style. Well, I guess one like they made it so one was the serious one, and two mm. was the jokey guy. Um, and how those two androids think they're good guys, they don't realize they're working for the bad guys. Do, do they? Do they do? Do they do things or like do they write it in such a way to make it kind of like of the moment where they don't? Because uh, every so often they would dub things like they'd put like more Western references and things like no like way that was written third. by a Japanese guy. Yeah, like Loop on the Third, like where they mentioned their eBay account. I'm like, do you realize this is a 70s show? Like, I feel like <laughs> it's one of those ones if you're like a you know like 11 year old kid watching this and you go, dude, are you, what are you guys fucking retarded? Like, come on, dude. Like, seriously. <laughs> There was a, I remember, I, I didn't really like it, but I, I give a few episodes of that High School of the Dead show, and uh-huh. uh, there's a part where they come across, like, somebody's, somebody's um, gun collection. Like, who is this? Sarah fucking Palin? I'm like, oh, come on. This is not, that, that, I doubt, it, it, I'd be surprised if that was put in there by a Japanese writer. Yeah, well, that's always where that, there's that thing where, um, People go like, they're like, no, 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 just stick to the Japanese script. I mean, like, you know, word it so that it comes out like an, you know, American dialogue, you know, but don't mm-hmm. add. I, I think that's the thing people always kind of hate. I remember because I see in like something where um, they're, they're like, you know, when we come in to adapt it, like we can't just do it just the way the Japanese kind of did it. That would be weird. We have to write our own stuff in there and put our own ideas. It's like, no, no, no. Like, you know, 
once again, you, you adapt it so it doesn't sound like, you know, because obviously the Japanese dialect's going to be different, but like, don't, don't, don't you dare start writing your own stuff in there thinking you're some creative writer. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so, so they didn't do anything like that. It was just more the characterization. Yeah, no, just the way he sort of and... talked and so on, and just like he just kind of had these kind of like some kind of goofy, dumb lines, just the way he sort of said it. But um, I felt like that was the part where I'm like, this is probably where the Japanese version with the subtitles would be definitely better. I mean, there, he, he was, there was the funny guy and there was the serious guy, but it wasn't anything too too bad or too jarring that I noticed with him. I do like the thing that they... Because when he punches Piccolo a few times, they have the Adam West, pow, shmam, you know, all that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. And then, like, Piccolo even says, where are those words coming from? <laughs> you know? And then and then at some point, he's doing different posing, and you realize there's something in his, like, in his enhancements to make holograms of like onomatopoeias pop up behind him. I'm yeah. like, all right, all right, I'll bite. That's cool. Yeah, no, I, I thought I, so that stuff was all pretty neat there and so on. And it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't that those characters weren't, you know, they weren't, it wasn't more like they're bad. It was just like, yeah, he just had kind of a goofy voice for the dub. But um, beyond that, there still was kind of interesting stuff. And I did like kind of like the, hey, Red Art, the, the, you know, the Red Ribbon Army's been here this whole time. It's just been like super underground, and even though know, the kind of thing almost makes you kind of laugh because you know that it's just like being a joke. But they're like they hit it as the Red Pharmaceutical Company, and, like with the same looking logo. <laughs> oh, it's just like it, you know it's not serious. You know that like they, they know exactly what they're saying right there. It's just like <laughs> it's like, well, like, I mean, like umbrella could... corporation. Exactly. Well, it's also something to the degree of like I don't think that they look to make anything. Here's something I can say about what I've seen of Super as well as the new movies, and that includes um, Superhero. It does this thing where, for a while, even though I say this is Dragon Ball is one of my favorite animes, it it does this thing where it's just kind of like this big empty void. It's just kind of like, there's the city. Only thing in the city is people running away whenever there's like a, a battle happening. Beyond that, we go out into the Badlands and have a big awesome cool battle out there and we don't really know exactly how the world works outside of you know capsule corp and our cast of main characters and then this it was kind of interesting seeing like seeing the what the world is for a minute away from goku away from gohan and the red ribbon army and we know they have bad information but like how people would devise certain ideas and come to certain conclusions from what they've seen in, in television, from like the cell games and all that kind of stuff. So that idea of like, we think Bulma actually might be an alien. There's reports of people flying around Capsule Corp. Who has that kind of a power? And the, these people always there, Mister. You know, like this kind of like conspiracy theory stuff that we see in this in the Dragon Ball world, which is stuff I don't think. I mean, maybe in Super, it becomes more prevalent. But I remember in Z, it was like they're fighting. Who gives a shit? And I think that's fine for the most part. But after a while, you kind of want to know a little bit more, you know? Well, that, that's what I thought was kind of interesting because it's something that, I, as I said, I just don't remember from Dragon Ball Z, at least not in our American versions, I guess. But, like, was the fact that, like, I liked how they're like, oh, you know what? Like, when we're looking at we're, we're seeing these, and they it's almost like have these glimpses. Like, they show, like, the scene of, like, Trunks fighting, like, Frieza and whatnot like this. And they're trying to make out, like, almost like, what is this kind of stuff that's been going on for, like, the last, you know, like, 30 40 years like who are these like you know guys showing up and so on and how the fact that actually cell was invented because they thought that these aliens were going to destroy earth so cell was put there to try to take care of it to fix that problem i thought that was kind of an interesting thing because it's like i don't really remember that maybe it wasn't there it's been a while since i've watched the cell saga but like 
just the fact that like oh okay so like in a sense in their mind cell was not a bad thing whatsoever like he was he was put together it wasn't just like a crazy man's experiment gone wrong or anything like that it was like literally like no 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 the whole point of this is just to really make sure that these guys these aliens are stopped because we don't know what's going on and i do think the interesting thing is making capsule corp because that's kind of the like the rival company they're like there's something up with that company they're, they're, they're doing all kinds of crazy stuff that we just don't understand and don't want to know about you know what i mean and yeah they like all these people are like aliens and bulma's an alien and all that kind of stuff well it's even the small things of just like he's getting out of prison like what's a dragon ball prison yard look like you know because you're, you're just so used to kind of like people going to hell and escaping, you know, two demons in, like, tank tops, you know? Yeah. And this, it's like, you don't see the prison yard. We don't see him have to shank anybody. But just, it's kind of like a very cartoonish of a top thing, but I think it still kind of works. We see him get kicked out of prison, and then, like, he has his bags. He throws something in there. There's an, As he's walking away, has the explosion behind him, like, hmm, fuck those guys. <laughs> and that's where he's just like, just got out of prison and felt the need to send an explosive off in prison. And then, like, the in the car pulls up, hey, need a ride? Like, maybe. It's like, get in the car, dude. He just blew up a fucking prison. <laughs> yeah, exactly. One of those kind of things. But I, I do think that there is just some cool stuff kind of going on there of that, like, almost in this world, nobody, it's, it's almost like, Maybe people have hearsay of these like really big battles, but nobody really has ever. It's not just like there's really a whole lot of record evidence on it, which I think is kind of cool. Yeah, they just know that hey, there's like this kid with a tail that won the championship a few times back in the day. Yeah, there's this thing called Cell. Um, every so often, every few months. Oh, I, mean, I guess the Cell thing was broadcasted. If you know that now, now that I yeah. think about that. But then every every so often, there's like a big like mushroom cloud in a wasteland somewhere, and I wonder if the flying people were involved. So I, I guess it's, I like that they're expanding on that and like, at, like bringing up, acknowledging the way this world functions rather than like, I appreciate the fact that the way they, the nonchalantness of it, of how, yeah. Hey man, you're here to see Kung Fu and flying and lasers. That's what you're here for. All right. So that's what we're going to give you, but it doesn't bother me if they stop and ask a few questions about it. Yeah, exactly. Well, cause it's like one of those ones, like at the, at the end of the day, my favorite Dragon Ball always is, the very first like the very first book slash season of dragon ball and it actually goes kind of with z as well too i think both those ones are kind of like the best ones mainly for the fact that i like because those are the eras where they actually have the straight adventure you know because past those like seasons the adventure aspect pretty much goes away it's the same thing with dragon ball like once you get about season two the adventure aspect's just gone and it's just pure fighting till the very end well here's the thing about it's just about both dragon ball and dragon ball z for me um when I was younger, my favorite saga was probably the Cell Saga, you know, and mm -hmm. um, Dragon Ball. Like, I liked Dragon Ball, but I wasn't in love with it. But now, in hindsight, I got to rewatch Dragon Ball because now I'm like, I kind of like, I think I like the very concept of Dragon Because I, I watched Dragon Ball Season 1 up through halfway of Season 2, and I've seen all of Dragon Ball Z. I, I, I'm at that point where, yeah, do I like big, long battles? I do. But I also kind of like the adventureness of it. Like, I remember I was rewatching Dragon Ball Z a few years back, and I was like, you know what? I still like the later seasons and all that, but really the best part is Piccolo training Gohan, him being out in the wilderness, that whole kind of thing, and then dealing all with the, the Snake Way stuff. Yeah, and all the build up to dealing with Nappa and Vegeta. Like, that, I think, is season one, I think, is the best period of Dragon Ball Z, in all honesty. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like, it's kind of like, I felt like it feels like a curatory. I'm going to start off and it's like, you have the great story and everything like that. And then it just came to the point where like, you want me to do 15 pages every single week? 
well, okay, I, I got a way to solve this, you know, because that's like literally how Dragon Ball is. It's like, okay, you know, Goku just literally each book just fights somebody else for the entire book practically. And it's literally like season practically about from halfway through season, or I guess it's almost like book two slash season two or whatever, um, or like that kind of section is literally just all world tournament. That's all it is. Like, it's like it went, you have this great adventure for like the very first season. And then after that, it's like world tournament the whole time. And it's not that it's bad. Like I still remember, I still like all the fighting and something like that, but I just almost wish they would have just a little bit more adventure aspects in there. Cause I think that's always my favorite part. As I said, it's like one of the best ones too. It's like, if you pick up the very first book, just like the one they well, they make the graphic novel set nowadays. It has like one, two, three in it. Like that section of those first three books, that's the best stuff that I think he's ever made is the, those first ones right there. It's like, it's amazing. You know, I mean, it's got all kinds of great adventure. I feel like you're getting kind of Dragon Ball a little bit more raw because it's it's only coming from one man, you know. And, um, yeah, it's so good. And as I said, like, it's not wrong. I like all this other stuff, too. And the fighting's great and all. But there is that kind of point where, like, you almost get fighting fatigue, I think. It's like and, – and, and I notice this actually happens in a lot of mangas, though. It's like the first book will start off with a great adventure. And then next thing you know, they just start fighting for, like, the rest of it. So I feel like they run out of ideas and the companies just want them to keep, like, turning out pages. So the easiest way to do it is just make long-ass fights that you don't have to think about. Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest. When I pre-bought – season when i rebought all the dragon balls on the dvd memories won't for dragon ball z on dvd was rewatching them at some point i was like you know what um i get it it's a big fight it's yeah. a big fight i get it let me jump halfway through the through the season so i'm like yeah they have whole seasons where it's just them standing in the same area fighting again like yeah i kind of forgot about this when you're waiting on it as a kid to see what happens next you're, you're like, what's going to happen? Like, oh, he, he got the upper hand. No, wait, he got the <laughs> upper hand. Oh, wait, he has a new form. What? He's not really dead. Oh, he killed Trunks. Oh, now he's back and now he's pissed, you know. And then there's this thing of like, I get it. We can jump. I can watch the first couple episodes. We'll skip the middle. We'll get to right where, you know, he kills Trunks and we can go mm-hmm. from there. You know, I, I, I get it. We don't need to spend this much time in the same like 10, like same like 20 feet. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, and I'm not saying there's there's breaks. Like season four is another amazing season of Dragon Ball Z because that's the one where it's got because it's it's split up nicely into like a handful of different adventures. There's the Garlic Junior Saga. Mm-hmm. There's Future Trunks versus you know that Frieza, and then there's the beginning part of the androids into like Cell being kind of started, and that stuff's all great because that actually does have some like some adventure. It's got some kind of horror. It's got some kind of like you know dread and so on kind of going on, but um. But yeah, I, as I said, like it's one of those ones. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I love a good fight, but you know, the, as I said, and it happens. It, it's not like Dragon Ball is the only one. I mean, even Baki's like that too. The, the first like I, like season of Baki is like great. There's like tons of adventure. He's going off and all this kind of stuff, and then it starts getting into the point where it's like, okay, now he's just at a tournament for like the next like three seasons. Like one, it's, is it a different tournament? No, it's the same tournament. <laughs> well, I do just appreciate how like Baki's like, hey, it's the real world. Wink. And then, you know, at some point, you know, you got a guy who's so strong, he, like, blew into the ear of a guy's brain shoot out the other ear. The no guy's way. like, there's the guy who's just like, like, wait, is he who I think he is? He rolls up his sleeve, <laughs> like, ah, oh, Lady Liberty's the one that almost got away. And, like, wait, he's the guy who almost destroyed the Statue of Liberty. Just like, like, like just this <laughs> Wait, how did he, did he have a bomb? No, he punched it really hard. <laughs> so just the level of like absurdity of that show is like, yeah. Enough to well, and, and that's the second Baki show. Like I was talking about more actually like the original Baki one. Like that's the oh, one I've where it's got, that one. it's got like, 
it's really good. It's like one of those ones. I feel like a lot of people haven't really watched that one, but um, yeah, it's it's got the whole beginnings more about him is like you know like a twelve year old boy training up, getting to like that point and going through all kinds of stuff. So it's got more cool training. He travels around the world. It's got like that Street Fighter kind of feel to it. But then it eventually does get to the point where he's in a tournament forever. Okay, I'll have to check that one out because I was watching the the newer version and that, that, that one... one's good too because I literally read the entire manga series of that because at one point it was like on Kindle Unlimited they're like here's all like. 20 or 32 books i'm like yeah because you go through them really fast because there's just a lot of giant splash panel punching scenes and so on <laughs> the dude getting punched in the ribs and then like like spitting out blood and then he takes one of his ribs and stabs somebody something crazy like that shit yeah because i feel uh, like i could read one of those books in like one third the time of like a normal book <laughs> well there's 15 splash panels and that's the book okay yeah that, that's almost kind of like how it goes you know it's like it's a great amazing artwork but yeah it's like it's a lot of big panels you know and more just like ugh, ugh, ugh. not necessarily as much talking but um every still, book I, is I still every love issue the is Tenabaki, but but yeah um i have to check that one out but i guess something i was going to say about dragon ball like i guess i could use less of the we got to stay in here and have this long over like battle i think this movie has a good balance of like i think they, they could have had more time focusing on gohan and his relationship with pan and i don't mean do like some heavy drama but just have him have that realization that he's spending less time like he's becoming like his dad but in a way he didn't account for and he still seems kind of oblivious like his dad in some ways you know like there's the part where i even thought it was kind of funny like he the guy pulls a gun on him and he just flicks the gun away no big deal like <laughs> I got to get back to work, man. Like That's kind of how he's treating it. But then the second he realizes they took Pan, that's where he goes full, like, Super Saiyan, like, the fuck did you do? Like, All right, okay, cool. I want to see this. And then, but, like, I just think they did a little too much of, go, of like, Piccolo. Like, it was a little, like, I'm not going to say it was hard to follow, but it was a little kind of, like, slightly overly complicated like okay i'm gonna go here i'm gonna tell bobo what's going on oh you can't get a hold of him okay i'm gonna go back and see what's going on hey pan uh you're gonna get kidnapped by them so you your dad can get mad and actually you know get his ass in like fighting shape okay cool now we're gonna go back over here i'm gonna hide in the corner you know i'm like it was still enjoyable still but we could cut to the chase a bit quicker yeah well yeah it's not bad but yeah it definitely kind of kind of there and so on. Though it is, it is once again. I'll, I'll at least give it credit that like Piccolo is pretty much just always there the whole time, just kind of doing that stuff, you know. And um, I even then like is once they kind of get to like the main sort of fight and they all kind of break in there and then like, like because he sends word, he's like, "Bulba, you gotta bring me more fighters." And then she's like, "Okay, here's the here's the ones I can find." You know what I mean? These are the last ones on Earth. Don't let any of their parents know. Yeah. Well, it's also even that was like, okay, cool, Krillin's here for a minute, but they still give treat krillin like a fucking joke i feel like they've recently i didn't see the last few seasons of super but i feel like he's coming back around like no he's not the best fighter but he's reliable and he's he's a tactician and the idea that he's like well i'm just gonna stand back and make sure bulma and pan are safe and then granted he has something to do at the very end which helps with the fight but for a long time it's just kind of like ass end of every joke you know well, I, I think that's always, as I said, that's also been another thing that's always kind of bothered me just to start in Dragon Balls. I always just fit, I don't, I don't care. It's, it's, we live in a magical world. Find a way to make Yamcha, Tien, uh, Krillin, all those guys, like, I feel like they should be, they should almost be able to equal out to, like, a sand at some point. You know what I mean? Because there's something about Dragon Ball that almost is that kind of thing. Well, are you a human? Yeah. Well, you ain't going to get that strong. 
you're not a Saiyan, you're not a Namek, and you're not an Android, good fucking luck in life. Don't worry, we got a nice cozy seat for you on the couch at the Kame house. Well, watch yeah. it all from the safety, <laughs> from the TV right here. Yeah. All right, and you know what, here's the thing. You know what, you want something to do? Go find some fucking Dragon Balls, you know what I mean? That's something a human can do. I mean, it's slower than anybody else can do it, but whatever. And, you know, at some point, a bad guy is going to corner you and threaten to kill you. But you know what? One of us will come in time, just in time to save you. So it's okay. Don't strive for more. Yeah. It's, 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 it's the only thing. Is like, I, I don't care. I always just wish there was some way that they found to equal those characters out. I think that's the thing. It always kind of because it's weird because it's, it's almost weird to think about. You build up all these main characters, you know, in Dragon Ball. And then all of a sudden, it's almost like they just dump them off on the side just to get a whole brand new roster other than Goku in a sense there. I mean, yeah, I know Krillin Piccolo's kind of there, you know, here and there, but like they really almost just become like, you know, cheerleaders almost at the end of the day. What I did like about Resurrection F is um, characters you didn't initially assume popped in for the battle. Like, like, I don't know how this is all going to go, but we'll see. And, you know, they had, okay. You, you expect Gohan to be there at that point in mm-hmm. time, but then they also had TN and Roshi join the fight. Yeah. I'm that like, was actually okay. pretty sweet in that one. TN yeah. and Roshi are actually doing something cool. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, I'm saying like, you know, once in a while that they have kind of brought them back, I think of some of the newer stuff and so on, you know, but they do have actually kind of a cool lineup once like the big battle starts to happen where, okay, you got Goku, you got, or not Goku, you got uh, Piccolo and you got Gohan, but then it's like, oh, they bring in uh, Trunks and Goten and they're like now, you know, like that, like 18 year old age or something like that, maybe 17 or something like that there. And then, you know, you got Android 18. You got, you know, Krill in there, even though he, once he does do something there, he does have a moment where he kind of busts and he throws a destructo disc. He does a solar flare and everything. I'm at first I was like, oh, it's just going to be bad. Maybe Krill. And then it's like, no, like a couple of seconds later, he just gets like bitch slapped across the screen. Yeah. Well, I, I do like the connection. They, they acknowledge that like Gohan, I mean, I know you were just going to come, but for just to bring it back on like themes and things carrying over because mm-hmm. Dragon Ball, it's, it's not like, and it's not meant to be, it doesn't have to be, but it's not really the deepest or most emotional thing out there. You know, it is really, Hey man, let's find a cool reason to fight, have a fight. And that's what it is. But I do appreciate when they do stop and try to get a little bit more like connecting themes and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Like for instance, how Gohan finishes off uh cell max with um, Piccolo's move. Yeah. Like I thought that was kind of a cool moment and kind of saying, you know, Piccolo is more his dad than Goku by this point. Yeah, like one of those ones. Like that's kind of like how how it sort of is. He's got he's like my two dads. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know. But it, like, but even like they even bring back like a lot of just like small references that are just there for like some like kind of hardcore DBZ fans. Because I like when like Piccolo's stealing like the plane or whatever and taking Pan with it and stuff. He's like, you're not very good at flying. He's like, yeah, I never got my driver's license. <laughs> you know referring to that episode which that's a great see those are the kind of episodes i love are like those ones where it's like okay we step away for a while and we do some other things and we have a, a good time where we expand on just like kind of like more adventure and aspects like that and even the part two where it's like later on and then like i think it's i think krillin says it but he's like he's like piccolo why don't you turn big like you did at like the you know the world martial arts tournament you know in season four like one of those kind of things <laughs> season four episode 96 you know probably a little <laughs> bit farther than that but you know it practically felt like one of those he's like oh yeah i could do that he's like he's like once again for all you stupid youngins out in the audience let, let me re- remind you real quick um what was it there is also i wish they I kind of wish they had him in the because he's wearing like some street clothes 
in the in the DMV episode. I wish they had. I wish there was like an action figure of Piccolo in his like super '90s street clothes. Oh, that'd be so amazing, you know? Yeah. I would love just to have the like the set where it's both Goku and Piccolo in their casual attire. Oh, there we go. Like there we go. Like that right there. Yeah. <laughs> the purple sleeves and everything and the backwards hat. The undershirt. He's wearing the shirt says post boy on it. <laughs> backwards hat. I really want like an action figure of that shit. I want just even like a framed picture of Piccolo, like on the family mantle, like arms crossed, <laughs> looking like that. <laughs> Right next to a picture of the grandparents, wedding picture, Tom Morello as a kid. (laughs) Just have that mixed up in the mantle somewhere, just Piccolo and street clothes. (laughs) Exactly. That is such an amazing kind of look there and so on like that, you know. And then, um, I mean, this always feels just more like nostalgic stuff. I also like when Goten and Trunks kind of, they do the fusion dance and they screw it up because they they haven't done it in a while. So you you get the fat version. I felt like I haven't seen the fat version in a while. Well, I also appreciate that because it's one of those things like they they bring up a question like what happens? Well, I guess we already know what happens. We've seen it in season one of Dragon Ball Z. But like when Goku or Vegeta, the time they were fighting Vegeta, when Goku's not there, everybody else has to step in and just kind of what when he's not he's never gonna be there in time, what do they do? It's like, well, uh, this is who we put together. We can't and it, like they get across, they can't get a hold of Goku uh Goku or Vegeta. Because of ice cream, ice cream dish on top, over top of this thing, you know. <laughs> that, that's part of the really goofy stuff. Signs they kind of have. It's like, oh, okay, that's a. That, I guess that's that's original Dragon Ball, and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. And I'm just kind of like, we could have less of this right now. Yeah. Just cut to the chase. I mean, there's the whole like I'll say, in Bulma's birthday party and uh, Resurrect and Battle of the Gods. I thought that was kind of funny making Vegeta the guy who has to keep everybody calm and sh- walking on eggshells. Cause usually like, I don't give a fuck. I'll do what I want. I'm the prince of all science. Well, this is the one time where he's like, we can't piss this guy off, you know, like, and he has to get up on stage to like draw attention away from something just happened. He's like, bingo, we're doing bingo. Like, so the yeah. first, like the one time you see Vegeta act like that, like, okay, this is worth it. That's good. But well, yeah. after a while, after a while, it's like, okay, I get it. Barbecue, Goku likes to eat. He's oblivious. Yeah. Well, sometimes, like, those jokes are, like, those. these are those ones. I mean, they're almost kind of like how, like, Marvel sort of jokes sometimes are. There's the jokes that's like, okay, that joke feels like it could fit in the story. And that's mostly what Dragon Ball has. Dragon Ball's jokes in that series, they fit like they fit in the story. And then there's sort of jokes that they almost feel like, it almost feels like a fan kind of made joke like it almost feels like this is like a new ground skit that someone kind of had like hey vegeta has to be the distracting guy to do that but then they fit it into real dragon ball and it's not saying that it can't be funny but sometimes it feels like that some some of those ones not necessarily that one but it's like the ice cream eating and so on like that like in this movie here where it feels like i can see that as like sort of a, a fan-made side joke that's just there like oh there's magic these aliens eating ice cream or something like that but sometimes when you see it in like the real movie it's like that seems kind of weird <laughs> Also, the, it was just this weird moment where, like, Beerus was, like... Getting rapey? Sit, getting rapey with the green girl from Broly, yeah? Yeah, he's just like, oh, who's that over there? And it's like, and then it's just literally, like, his ears stick up, like, he just got, like, a fucking boner. Or his tail just went up like that. Oh, yeah, that was what it was. It was his tail. That's what it was, yeah. Or it's it was, like, that could have gone a lot worse. It's Japan. It could have gone a lot worse. So I'm like, good, you, you, you contain yourself. Cool. Yeah, good, good thing. Good thing he passed out after all that ice cream. Yeah, well, it also made it up like he's like, "You're cute." Like, oh my god, he actually has an attraction to somebody. And then at the same time, he's like, "I'll help you with get the." You know, he just he's very like, "What is this love I feel?" 
Okay. Like the, the, there's this, that can kind of go either way. Where, where it went, I was like, Ooh, this isn't going to go good. I'm like, Oh, okay. It's still kind of up in the air, whatever they do. Yeah. With it. If this is a rated R movie. It could go darker real quick. Like how badly do you want this planet not to explode? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, and then like picking that poor up the other guy fucking clean all the dishes. Yeah, yeah. I guess they're trying to find something to do with that because those guys, those characters survived Broly. And like, yeah. Do we really need another like three or four people taking up room on the on the fucking Kame Island? Do we really need that? No, yeah. let's keep them over here. You know? I mean, don't remember, I actually like those two characters quite a bit, but it is that mm-hmm. kind of thing that you're, you know, how many characters can you kind of add up? You know, and Master Roshi, I mean, like, how many people can you fucking adopt to it? Like, his, like, one-bedroom apartment or a one-bedroom house on an island. I feel like Go, even Goku's like, like, hey, so maybe we can all go to the uh, your master's island. And, like, even Goku's like, y- you don't want to go there, to the green girl. He's like, you don't want to go there. <laughs> chill here the cat yeah, we, is yeah we, yeah we, lunch we, went we, there you know 35 years ago and's never left yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no shit it's been longer than that. it's like 45 years by now because i was trying to think about I'm like i'm like goku that means goku and vegeta are like in their 50s by this point well this even played it off like um I, no like it's so maybe it must have been like because gohan's pretty old by this point you know what i mean i always feel gohan... like i feel like it's like he's like in his 30s Gohan's in his 20s or 30s. I think that by this point, like, because it's implied that they're all, like, that Goku and Bulma and Chi-Chi are, like, in their 20s in Dragon Ball Z. Like, probably late mm-hmm. 20s and early yeah. 30s. Well, because Bulma's, means... like, five years older than Goku. or I think she's actually more than that. I think she's, like, six or seven years older than Goku. Yeah. Because Goku, I think, is 10 in the very first one. I think she's 16. Yeah. And that means they're going to be all in there. Because they, they said, they said, like, a few years back, and they show the the Frieza thing. Like, go go ten and Trunks weren't even born yet. You're saying a few years back? Don't you mean like a decade and change? I feel like it's got kind of clustered in like the last like ever since Super. I feel like it's got some kind of new fifty twos where it goes a couple forward, then it kind of goes back, then it kind of recalculates and tries to balance it. Or I left off on Super. Uh, go uh, go ten and Trunks were still little kids. So I'm guessing maybe either I'm not sure when that time jump happens. Now they're teenagers. Yeah, because I'm I'm not too sure, but I just know it, it feels like it's kind of a little bit of a cluster in that. Even though you got Kira Toriyama on there, so you think that would uh, keep it a little mm-hmm. bit more in check. But um, I feel like even then, like it's Dragon Ball. Who gives a shit? It's just all over the place. It's random. Just look, look. It's a cool explosion. A planet blew up. I mean, I still think there's there's more to it than just like the straight action. Like I would like the, there there is like you know the coherent of the characters, and there is like a thing of like you know because the message of it is like to always become always be stronger so that you can kind of protect yourself. It gives like almost old school like don't be a fucking pussy meanings. I think to life, I think is what Dragon Ball sort of does. That's why I always feel Dragon Ball is like it's the show that you know teaches boys to become men in a sense. It's kind of like I'm not trying to dismiss it like it's a and, dumb and, show. And I'm women saying... become women. It's a show that's like, I'm not trying to dismiss it away. It's just a show that is very much like, I think, let's put, let's have some fun. Let's put on a cool spectacle. And these characters have been here long enough. So now we can maybe retroactively add context or kind of explain certain things away, which makes sense. I mean, if you have a show going on for like almost 30 years, you're going to eventually need to bring up certain things and just address Mm -hmm. it to move forward. Yeah, exactly. But, um, but yeah, I mean, overall though, this this movie was still super fun. Once you get to the action, I feel like that this even the CG action kind of works fine. 
in that kind of style because once the battles kind of happen i feel like you kind of pay less attention to like the cg animation than you do like in the um like you know when they're just kind of hanging out talking to each other and it's got some of that kind of weird turns and movements to it yeah yeah no there is some uh yeah, the action is really good. Like like you said, sometimes there are those moments where I think the one that's really glaring from Broly is when Goku and Vegeta are all doing this blast has a 360 spin around them. Like, that's really glaring. But yeah. there are moments in this where it has some of that, but sometimes it just kind of blends in and you kind of forget you're watching it. But it, it varies from case to case. Yeah, exactly. You know, but I think that's kind of like maybe the only thing that's kind of like as well as what I feel like you can't help but bring that up, you know what I mean? Because it just always kind of sticks out a little bit, you know. Maybe kids, if you were, if this was the first Dragon Ball movie you ever watched, you might just, you know, that, that would be it. But you know, well, you you just accept this as the norm. Well, the animation in Broly is so good too, and so fluid. Yeah, with the action and you know, people who don't even really like Dragon Ball or don't really keep up with Dragon Ball, like. I, like I watch Double Toasted from time to time. Well, I actually watch them a lot, but like they they saw Dragon Ball uh, Broly, and they were like, "Here's the thing: I didn't keep up with the show. I don't really know the show. I was a little, I was really lost on what was going on. But at the end of the day, it was a cool action scene, and I realized why people like this, and I get why it was it was fun just to be. It, it was just fun to watch this crazy spectacle and how cool the animation was and character design was. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of special of the movies. The movies just like that's the perfect place for like those just big old battles and everything like that. Is I think they work great in like kind of like the movies and so on like that, where you could just have all this cool, fantastic animation, tons of cool action, just these monster battles, people going all kinds of powerful. You know what I mean? Like that stuff's really neat. Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah. I hope they come out with more of these movies. I've been hearing. I guess there's been rumblings about. Dragon Ball Super coming back, or it's just uh, going to continue through movies. I don't know what they're doing. I haven't really kept up with that, but I enjoyed this. And at the very end, I do think it's kind of funny. Like we saw a little bit of the battle happening back on uh, Beerus's dimension or whatever, but then the very we see the very end of the fight, and they just we we missed the majority of it. And they're the point where it's like you said, they're tuckered out, and it basically was a standstill. But since he was the last one standing, Vegeta finally won. And mm-hmm. doesn't treat it like this big, like, oh, he won. It's like, oh, good for you. You won. And like, you know, and then he tips over. And then Goku's like, good job, Vegeta. But she's like, yes, yes. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, it's the greatest thing ever for him and so on, like that. No, I thought that was cool. And just the fact that, yeah, here's this little thing in the background and whatnot. But um, yeah, no, overall, though, it's still. Still, the whole movie's fun. Like, so, yeah. and I can't imagine, especially these, if these movies keep making more gangbusters of money and so on, like that. You know, I mean, in Japan, these things always do good. So, the, the Japan's like, well, it always is going to be a number one selling movie. You know what I mean? But, like, in the US, I think of the fact that, like, when you keep seeing these movies, like, each time they keep coming out, because I remember, like, I think it was Resurrection F, they're like, here's one special screening. You know, if you can't make it, then it sucks to be you. Yeah, exactly. And then it was like one of those ones that's like, oh, well, that'd be kind of good. Well, Okay, I think I'm Broly. Let's let's try it again. Remember, Broly's like, we'll give it two days, and then they did two days. Like that made so much money. Give it a week. Like they literally, it went from being like like a movie is only there Thursday and Friday, and the next thing you know, they're like, no, 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 actually carry this out the rest of the week. Whatever some of these other movies are, just toss those in the trash. Who cares about these other ones that came out? This movie's making way more money. Well, it's also something to the effect of like this one doesn't have like a for five days only or a week only. This thing has like a normal release, right? Yeah. 
it literally yeah it literally i think is two weeks worth of like show dates just like everywhere and so on like that so i think the and the fact that this is making a bunch of money i mean granted it's, it comes out at a nice time where it's one it's not really competing with anything except for maybe the brad pitt movie but that's already two weeks out and um it's that kind of i mean grant is dragon ball like that's the thing if people that show up for dragon ball they're coming for dragon ball and it, it's actually a perfect example of like generally like this thing can make a lot of money off just the fans alone but i think it's also because in general like it doesn't really matter who you, if you meet a, another guy out there like they could come from all walks of life, but there's almost like that union of like everybody likes Dragon Ball. You know what I mean? You could have the most blue collar, hardest working guy who you feel like would never like give cartoons a chance. Like, I love me some fucking Dragon Ball Z. You know what I mean? When I lived in San Francisco, um, there was a theater, an independent theater that was playing, uh, played both Battle of the Gods and Resurrection F. And um, every time I went to that theater, it was sometimes more crowded than like a new Marvel movie coming out. Yeah. Like, because there's, because I think it, they, people who know about it, like, well, it's only going to be here for this many days. We got to go see it. Now, I went to this one. I was one of three people in the theater, but all the other show times were sold out. So maybe just that, 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 that kids don't like makes to sense. get up at, kids don't like to get up at 1130, I guess. I don't know. But um, it was just yeah. like, I'm glad this is, I'm glad this thing is making money. Yeah. Cause where I was at, it was pretty, it was pretty jam packed. You know, it, it probably was more people than Dr. Strange on opening day. So, you know, and I think that's kind of it too. It's like they're, they, Dragon Ball is probably one of those ones where people do just like they 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 hear wind of this, they come out of the woodworks. And this movie had like no advertising; like it literally just popped up. I was like, oh shit! I was like, what movies are coming out next week? And it's like, oh, Dragon Ball is what the hell? I thought it was interesting just seeing this movie. Kind of knowing I'm sitting in the theater for a Dragon Ball movie, and it's not like a Fathom Events kind of thing because I feel like the first two, or the first three, even were so much treated kind of like a Fathom Events type thing. Yeah, and one then, or two showings. Yeah, and this one has like just the main casual movie treatment, and just sitting in the, in the theater waiting for a Dragon Ball movie, and seeing like I know it's by theater and chain or whatever, but still, just like you guys are putting a trailer to that new Christopher Nolan movie before Dragon Ball. You guys are putting <laughs> that trailer to that like Get Out, but it's vampires thing for like Dragon Ball, you know? So those those are all the trailers I had too. So it's kind of like. Oh wow! Yeah, Dragon Ball's really moved on up in the world. Yeah, it, it, I, I think that's the most magical part of it is that like it's just so cool seeing this. You know, it's just like finally, finally, we're getting some some more kind of like respect for these kind of things and getting them out there in theaters, and it just makes the biggest difference. You see anything in the theaters, it makes such a big difference. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, um, yeah. But yeah, if you have yet to see this movie, go out and do yourself a favor and like you know. The more people that go see this, the more chances that more animes and things like that will actually come to cinemas and they won't be a special event and they'll just be treated like regular movies. And that's just so cool, you know. So good times in store there. But beyond all that kind of fun, good time stuff, you can go check out oldmanorange.com for more podcasts, comic books like Pizza Boys, all our old animations and all that kind of good stuff. I'm Spencer Scott Holmes. And I'm Ryan Dunnigan. And we'll see you some other time. Later, folks.